Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. afternoon, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin Duggan. Hello. Hello, dear boy. Well, <laughs> folks, it has been so long. It's, it's weird. weird. We weird. haven't sat down to talk with each other, and we're still just two of us. What the heck? Kyle. He, he's. You know when you go on vacation, you're like, you know what? I need a couple more days. I need to, I'm not feeling fully rejuvenated and relaxed. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back soon. He'll he be back for training camp. Better be. God bless. For realsies. All right, folks. Well, it's a two-man operation this episode. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people prefer this. Oh, dear. Shots. I take it back. I didn't mean it. Sorry, Nobody Kyle. tell Kyle. Um, all right. We've got... A big episode lined up for you because it's been so long and so much has happened. A lot. Uh, in between episodes, we've got a Bolt Insight. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it can't get out of me quick enough. This episode's going to have a lot of gas. I've got a Bolt Insight lined up, a Craig Experience lined up, and an Ask Bolt Fam, folks. So get ready. Lock it in. Here we go. Starting off at the top here. Former NFL star quarterback Philip Rivers and wife Tiffany will welcome their 10th child in October. Uh, they hope it's a boy. I say name him Justin. Justin. Oh, can you imagine? Can you please name him Justin? <laughs> oh, man. Justin Rivers. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would. I don't know what I would do to make that happen. I, I don't know how they made this happen, how they got to 10, to double oh, digits. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to four, <laughs> and you're like, done. <laughs> I don't know how you do. Tap me out. I I'm out of here. I guess you have, if you have a lots of millions of dollars, it makes things a little easier. It must. <laughs> but 10 is, you know, I, and I like that he doesn't care what people think. Oh, He's no. He's like, you know what? Phil Bird doesn't give. I'm going to, hey, he shoots his shot. Mm -hmm. On the field. We're on the field. You know what I mean? He's shooting a shot. He's he's getting those touchdowns. So I'm proud of him. <laughs> Go for two. We got to bring this home. Um, let's see. There's a quote here. We've had one pretty much every two years, and now this is the longest gap, Rivers said. We are all fired up. Everyone was pulling for a boy. Even our girls wanted a boy. Uh, the Rivers currently have seven girls and two boys. Phillips' oldest son Gunner will be the starting quarterback for the St. Michael or for St. Michael this season. So dad is coaching his oldest son, which as, is awesome. That's, that's so cool. Just just consider Justin. Just consider it. I th I think that's a valid name. 
option at this point. It's it, you know, there's a lot of Justins out there, so it's not like a weird name where you're like, oh, uh, yeah. Now I'm curious. Now that I've I've read this, it made me think. Now your dad coached you, but not at a high school level. No, Pop Warner. What would? <laughs> what do you think that would have been like if you had your dad as the coach in high school? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you think there would have been favoritism? Oh, there always is favoritism. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think you would have been more popular or less popular, or do you think you would have gotten like... I probably would have, you know, got all the girls in high school because I'd have been the coolest player. All right. Probably not. I doubt it. But I think <laughs> I think Gunner has definitely, like, been bred to do this for his whole life. So oh, it's, clearly. There, I, I, my feeling is that he's probably going to be harder on his son than other people. That's what my dad was. My dad was always harder on Kyle and I. And you just kind of you want your kid to be the best. So yeah. you're going to push them a little harder than you will yeah. someone else's kid, you know. <laughs> Cuz no one can yell at you for being harsh on your kid. That's you know right. I mean? <laughs> um all right. Well, uh there was a, for those that don't know, Justin Herbert really doesn't have a presence on social media. In fact, that was almost like a a thing that they made when we first got him, which was like, okay, well what social media does he have? And it was like nothing. Zip. But more recently, he has joined Instagram. And every now and then, you'll see a post from Justin Herbert on Instagram. And there was one fairly recently. Uh, Justin Herbert put on his Instagram a photo of him. A really cool photo. It's a great photo. It's a, He's kind of very small down the middle. And the rest is just like blurry crowd. He's got his hands up in the number one style. And the caption says, thinking about fall me too justin yes we are all thinking about fall my friend uh can't god can't wait i think it's so close man we're like a seven i think it was like 17 days away from that first uh that first preseason game not ours but like when the preseason game started that that hall of fame one yeah yeah so like dude it is it's so close yeah we're less than a month away from from preseason happening and we're a week we're, away from training camp. Yeah. This is, dude, this is like, it's we, coming. We, we were talking about this the other day. We do all, we talk about Chargers all year long. All year long. And a lot of the times it's just, we're just having fun talking about the Chargers. Right. Now things mean something. Now we're going to get some meat. back, baby. Yes. I'm so excited. Meat on the bone. Um, all right. And then uh, there was a tweet recently. Jay Big Bear, that's Joey Bosa, for those that don't know, on Twitter, uh, said, thanks for everyone who has my back. I know I've made some mistakes and I take full responsibility for that, but trust me, I love my team and I'm working my ass off every day for all of you willing to support me, especially my teammates. Football is my life. Bolt the f*** up. Chargers responded with a hand heart emoji and Bosa said, oh, and for the haters, I love you too. (laughs) <laughs> I saw this. He never really posts anything like this no, ever. No. So I think he definitely did a little, seems like he did a little soul searching this offseason and considered how things ended and, you know, not even getting close to what he wanted to be, you know, even on the field. So right. I, I, I feels like it's going to be a good year for, for him. Well, I mean, we got to remember that a lot of these guys that are playing right now are in their early 20s. They're 20 year olds that, They've just a lot of these guys have just been handed like here's a big bag of money now go be professional athletes and for some people it doesn't go very well as far as like a mentality thing and Joey Bosa has been one that's talked about like how important it is to have mental stability yeah you know there's a lot of stigmatisms that go around with uh uh being fully aware of your uh, being in the moment kind of situations and uh 
I, this is great to see from Joey Bosa, someone that advocates that kind of thinking to say, you know what, I looked at myself, I looked at what I need to do. And thank you to those who have supported me because, and that's what we do here at the Charger Chat. We support. Folks. We support. We are shamelessly positive. We're not always happy about it, but we will be shamelessly positive. We're not mad. Support. We're just, just disappointed. disappointed. Kyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. But great to see Joey basically taking ownership. Yeah. Hey, made mistakes. Gonna yeah. get better. Hell yeah. Um, and then PFF tweeted out the top 10 offensive coordinators in the NFL per PFF Sam. Uh, this is Sam Monson who put out the top 10 offensive coordinators. I don't know what goes into the, <laughs> to the making of this list. Yeah. There's if gotta there's be numbers some, being crunched. BFF crunches a lot of numbers. There's gotta be some ones and zeros in this for sure. Right. And, uh, out of the top 10 list, number one is Ben Johnson from the Detroit lions. Wild. Respectable. Wild. Uh, but number two is our newly hired Kellen Moore for the chargers. So, <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so Freaking excited. So uh, another reason, I mean, that's been the big news this offseason. We haven't acquired necessarily many new players. It's been the offensive coordinator. That's been the big one. So to see that we're getting, per Sam Monson, number two out of all the offensive coordinators in the entire league is now the Chargers. Another reason to be excited for next season. Sam, I trust. And Sam, I trust. Um, All right. Well. We've got a tease of some kind that involves our favorite ladies. The broads. The brisket broads. The brisket broads. I'm not fully familiar with this, Kevin. Explain. Okay. So the patches. If you go yes. onto our Patreon and yes. you join us at the 10, you get patches. That's the only way you can get a patch. The only way. We're not selling them. They're just a part of the Patreon. You got you to gotta join. You got to be a part of the club. However, oh. <laughs> I was given five by Papa Dog. Give me five. I allocated three of those to the brisket broads, mm. who will be at training camp the 26th, 27th, and 29th. Really? If you find the brisket broads and you say, hey, I want a patch, then they're going to ask you a brisket abroad question. The, uh, sorry, Broad Bolt Trivia. Broad Bolt Trivia. And if you answer that boop, question boop. right, you're going to get a patch. There's only three of them. Wow. So find them quick. They're going to be there every day. They are going to be there every day of training camp. Right. Every single day. Jeez. I'm like, I thought I, I was them. committed, so, but I'm not. No. They're <laughs> such better fan than I am. But we're going to have them on after that first week of training camp. They're going to fill us in on all the awesome stuff. But just wanted to give you enough time to be prepared that if you're going to go, you could get one of three... Uh, patches. Wow. It's the only way you're going to get it unless you're a Patreon member. Right. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty special. And as we've seen on Broad Bolt Trivia, they can ask some pretty tough they questions. They might ask you who your defensive coordinator is. <laughs> <The> name. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, or Doc, it could be the, the YouTube handle for uh, Joe <laughs> YouTube channel. I'd start sharpening up on the random trivia. Yeah, there could be some wild questions coming at you. So don't just think you can waltz up and say, I want a patch, and they're just going to give it to you. You no. got to earn it. Earn that shit. You got to earn that patch. So good luck to all of you going to training camp. It's coming up so freaking quick. Godspeed. I can't wait. Uh, but speaking of Patreon, folks, we've got to shout out some new Patreon members that we've gotten over this past couple of weeks. We've got Christopher Wade. And Mickey Coates. Welcome to the party, pal. Let's go. 
patreon.com slash charge chat folks go check it out we're putting up videos every week sometimes two if we're feeling froggy feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh if you join uh we've got multiple levels that you can join at. And if you join at the ten dollar level like kevin said you can get one of those sweet ass patches we've got and you can be part of the zoom hangouts and we've got all these different things going on so definitely go check out patreon.com slash charger chat and if you don't want to go over there that's totally fine 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 you can go to our regular website chargerchat.com check out all the cool stuff we've got over there t-shirts hoodies and stickers you can chat it up with other charger chatteteers in the member section and you can ask questions and ask both fams to go check out chargerchat.com without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, gang, it's time to go on to the next segment. This is Bolt Insight, and I think it's time to get a little insightful. Let's get, let's get insightful. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have Joe and Miguel from Die Hard Bowl Club Seattle. What is going on, boys? Hey, man. Uh, man, I'm super excited to have you guys where the news came out that you guys are starting a chapter up there. And I was like, oh, we got to get them on. We got to figure out what was going on, you know, getting the new chapter going. So let's kick it off with you, Joe, our president over there. Um, how did it all get started? Um, I hit up the Die Hard Bull Club Twitter page asking if they were ever going to start a chapter up here. Um, I just put the, I guess, the filler out. Um, they hit me up saying that they were going to have something in the future. and it was probably about like a year now. And then I recently just hit up Enrique asking if it was going to start up here and got to talking to him and got to know him a little bit more and the club. And he gave us the blessing and said, hey, take the ball and run with it up there. And so 
I hit my boy Miguel up and my boy Atticus up and said, hey, let's start something up here. Let's get some diehard Charger fans out here and, you know, start getting together and start representing. I love it, man. That's awesome. And then Miguel, what what's the Charger community like up right now? I know you guys are going to get it rolling and get more people involved. What's the community like up there right now for Charger fans? It's uh, it's scattered. Uh, it's all over the place. I want to say um, we're trying to get everyone combined, to, uh, you know, all together so we can actually make an actual like just a solid uh, community so we can uh, gather up and, you know, have watch events or watch or basically watch the, you know, the game together instead of having them from like one part of the city to another part. And yeah, I'm just, it's pretty solid out here. I want to say, cause when uh, they came up here for uh, uh preseason there, they were all over the place. And yeah, I just, obviously when I said, uh, you know, I, I said, what's up to all like the charger fans when they saw me, cause I was decked out. I'm always decked out every nice. day, you know, every day of the year. Nice. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? And, where are you from? And they come from Spokane, all the way from Yakima. I mean, down from Oregon. I'm just like, man, we all got to, you know, get together and make this uh, thing happen up here in the Northwest. So that's awesome, man. And yeah, you're up in the Oregon neck of the woods of Mr. 10. So that's got, you could probably get a little more fan and that energy up yeah. there now that he's our QB. And, you know, it, it's so cool. Like there's, there's nothing quite like watching charger games with other charger fans. And I don't think a lot of people always get to do that, but man, the energy, when you like get to like high five chest bump, like that whole thing is my favorite thing about being a charger fan is being around other fans. <laughs> what do you, what do you guys have planned? Cause the season's coming quick, man. It's going to be here before we know it. What are you guys planning to do with your, uh, with your chapter in ter- terms of watch parties and stuff? Um, right now we're basically, it's a slow process. Um, we're basically just, you know, following the, the upper hands of them telling us how it work and really just trying to be patient with members. You know, we want it to be an exclusive club like it is. Right. So we want people to be diehard fans. We want them to come out and represent the club and represent the chargers. Um, so we just want to really bring people into the club that are like diehard charger fans that want to ride with us through everything, you know? can make it through the last playoff game that we had yeah you can you know what i'm saying and there's Amen. been you know if you're a charger fan there's been plenty of those back in the day so we just want to really just build a community of charger fans and build like a family like how it is down there but build it up here you know and that's what we're looking forward to we're looking forward to just finding people that really want to represent the club well and do a really good job with it and just spread it all across washington I love it. And then what's the best way for people if they're interested and they're listening to this and they want to come join a part, you know, be a part of your chapter, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so basically we have on our Twitter profile, we have our uh, member application, um, fill it out. It'll get sent to me and Miguel. And then basically we'll go through it. And we really want to just meet you in person um, build that relationship first. We don't want to just say, hey, you're a part of the club. We actually want to become like friends first and then absolutely brothers or sisters and just become a big family. You know what I'm saying? We want to get to know you, not just in the club, but outside of the club. We want to be able to have that relationship with you. That's awesome, man. That's that's so important. I think that builds the foundation for like the everyone to diehards to stay together and be at all the watch parties. So that's amazing. And then, you know, what what is something you're looking to do up there, Miguel? Like now that you're you're the VP and you're gonna help Joe and you guys are all gonna do your stuff. What are your ultimate goals for the club and what you want to see happen? I want us to uh just 
basically, like like Joe was saying, we got to have this, you know, this connection to where we build, you know, uh, I, I like the whole family, family first and all that stuff. But I just, I, I love, because up here in Seattle, we have a bunch of Seahawks fans. Sure. Now, those guys, man, those guys are above and beyond. And I hated seeing that. So I'm like, I want something better than that. Yeah. Something yeah. that you can actually, you know, like bond with other Charger fans around this area. But, um, man, I'm excited to see what's actually going to happen because Joe's really a good guy. I love I love that guy, man. He's, he's pretty awesome. Energy's full. Thanks. And he, he got me on. I'm like, wow, I'm so pumped up on VP, man. Whatever you say, let's go. Let's do this. And so, yeah, it's just building a foundation of just family and friends and just making, you know, just I, I actually like the idea of, you know, bringing everyone together, uh, the Charger community together. So that's my goal, man. Just doing awesome. that. You're getting me fired up, man. I can't. This season can't come fast enough. I'm ready for this, man. Um, well, let's let let's get. I want to get both you guys' opinion because we are literally like a week away from training camp. Let's talk a little Charger football. Both you guys get a question. Let's start with you, Miguel. What are you most excited for in this camp? Like, what do you want to see coming out of training camp? Oh man, this is this is tough. I want to see uh, our our number one pick, Q. I want to see him. I want to see him live, man. But um, uh, the quarterbacks, man, I want to see the quarterback room because uh, now that uh, uh, our back quarterback from last year is gone, mm-hmm. which um, I really wanted Easton Stick to be, you know, our back quarterback last year. But we'll see. Uh, we have that uh, that that dude from Texas A and M. Yeah, uh, Mr. Duggan, if you will. Sorry, yeah. I'm namesake. I, I I respect the Duggan. I respect the Duggan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. But yeah, that's pretty much for me, man. Right on, right on. I love it. No, see, he's going to be exciting. And, you know, what this wide receiving core can look like is going to be nuts. (laughs) So I want to see what that looks like on the field. And then what about you, Joe? Let's wrap it up. What are you you most excited for this training camp? To see the linebackers because we have good linebackers right now. The death is so crazy right now. And I think they're really going to push each other. I think uh, K-9 is probably good. Everybody say he's going to have a breakout. I think this is the year... He has a phenomenal year, but all the linebackers just gel together. And I think they become one strong unit for us that holds it together in big games. I think it's, they're going to push each other because I was looking at the linebackers this year and I'm like, dude, we got death there. And I'm also willing, I want to see, but I want to see the, the interior line, how they do on the deep side. So I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, I'm on board. The linebackers are cool. We got Kendricks. We got him. You know, we got Deon, Deon's coming in, the, the the rook. So it's going to be exciting to see how that how that all shakes out. And I just want to thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing with us about your new chapter. It means a lot. We're Die Hard Bowl Club members. We love being a part of Die Hard Bowl Club. And um, good luck to you guys up there getting that getting that chapter going. And if you need anything from us, just let us know, man. Thank you. Guys, come right. up this way. Got you. Oh, we're going to find I want to get up there. I got to get up there at some point. So we will hit you up for sure. So Definitely. all right, man. Well, appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we will talk to you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having right, us. Later, boys. All right. Later. Well, there you go, folks. Another awesome Bolt Insight. Thank you. I'm just, I love seeing new Die Hard Bolt Club chapters. Yes. I love meeting fellow Die Hard Bolt Club members. So if you're up in the Northwest, go hit them up. Absolutely. And I saw that the Die Hard Bolt Club just, New uh, website. New website they've yeah, got up that there. That happened so, on our little break. And go check that out because that's where you can find all the chapters. You can learn all the stuff you need to learn. It's so easy, yeah. folks, to find a chapter. Or if you're in an area that doesn't have one, 
get one started. It's you know easy. It really doesn't cost anything to get it going. And you're going to ensure that you're hanging out with other Charger fans. So uh, again, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with Kev. Really appreciate that. Uh, but now it's time to go on to the next segment, folks. You know them. Yeah, you love them. Yeah, we don't, do. Don't play like you don't love we them. We love them. You em. love them. I love them. I'm talking about the Craig experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Pardon. Uh, I do a fairly decent job at staying well hydrated, but uh, as I'm sure many of you all out there know that we here on planet Earth recently have reset some new highs when it comes to temperatures. I think since uh, they started recording uh, climate data back in around 1880, we've now broken the record in just the last week and a half, like at least three times. So yeah, and for those of you out there watching this on uh, YouTube, I know what you're thinking. Hey Craig, you really can't be over there complaining about heat when I'm looking at you sporting a black hoodie. Well, you're right about one thing. Well, two, it's black, it's a hoodie, but hear that rustling? Super lightweight, very breathable, sounds like I'm doing an ad, I'm really not. Just wanna make the point here that this is not hot at all, and also, uh, I keep it a nice crisp 65 to 68 degrees in my crib. So regardless as to the hell that's going on outside, your boy is, uh, for lack of a better term, no pun intended, very chill in his house. So on to a more important things, CC gang, where are my manners? The biggest of salutes and to the rest of the boat fam. What is good E? She got Craig in Texas and, uh, hot as hell. Texas. And I'm back with another edition of the TCE. That's right. The Craig experience. Need some chapstick. Yikes. I wasn't joking. Lips were really, really dry. Um, <clears throat> As we inch ever so closely to training camp, I think the rookies actually report next week. Um, so we're just a few weeks out from full-fledged summertime action. I got to thinking, you know, heading into this season, just kind of dwelling on better times as a Chargers fan, kind of still getting that bad taste of the wild card game out of our, our mouths. Pause. Uh... <clears throat> Start thinking about 2018. What a year, right? 12 and 4. Got a playoff victory in there. Got swept up by the Pats, but not really dwelling on that. Talking about the season as a whole overall and some of the things that I feel like I'd love to see from the team this year that may help contribute to a better record, being more competitive in the AFC West, and uh, potentially getting at least one win off of the Chiefs. And uh, there were a few statistics that caught my attention. When you consider all the things that people complained about from that year, I think sometimes you can get a little spoiled and you can overlook the positives. 
And sometimes there's this whole revisionist history thing. You get so bogged down in what's going on now that you kind of forget what took place in certain seasons or in particular that one that led to such a great record and a wild, wild ride, man. That, that team, that team was special for a few reasons. Uh, so let's just look at a couple of numbers here. The Chargers were sixth in points per game that season, um, eighth in opponents points per game. So top 10 there, both points scored, points given up. Um, and they were 15th in rushing. So right around the middle of the pack and also 11th in passing. And then you go back and you look at the staff. You get to some of the players. A lot of the pieces are the same. Some, in particular, in certain places that matter, are very different. Uh, so, of course, your head coach, Anthony Lynn, which most people, I don't know, man. A lot of people don't like Anthony Lynn. It had, to, had a lot to do with some of those sound bites from some of those press conferences, you know, some comments that he made about Justin Herbert being a backup for a reason. Uh some questionable clock management stuff and uh just you know he's an old school dude i mean you're either down with it or you're not but you know 12 and 4 season he was a head coach gotta give him credit for it and also ken wisenhunt was your offensive coordinator and you know i was okay with wiz he had a tendency to kind of get stuck in his ways a little bit not like that other guy whose name i told you i'd never mention on this uh podcast or really any other platform ever again uh he's now oc out in denver or at least that's the title that they gave him because sean payton is gonna run that offense and uh, on the defensive side <laughs> y'all remember mr cover three himself gus bradley uh-huh so as much as you may not like what the end results were especially now looking back and you kind of have maybe a very distant memory of it and just not super fond of a lot of the outcomes they put up some some not bad and in some instances pretty good overall statistics a couple of things that caught my attention from that team outside of just the overall numbers just looking at some of the personnel how they were utilized and i think some of that is going to be uh, deployed this year. Some of those uh, strategies, and it's not anything that's rocket science, actually. A lot of teams do it right now. Some just have more success, and they execute a little bit better than Chargers have as of late. Two running back system. Uh, that was Melvin Gordon's best season with the Chargers. Yeah, like 885 yards rushing. He actually rushed at five yards a clip. That was his average. Five yards a carry. It was the only season that dude had over four yards per carry. The only one. I'm not joking. His high end yards per carry before the five yard season was 3.9. He never even averaged four. Um, and then alongside of him, you had Austin Eckler who was breaking out and they both actually averaged over five yards a carry and they did their thing in the receiving game too. Um, so the Chargers had some pretty decent balance in the backfield. Uh, Phil was like mm, somewhere, and I'm spitballing here. I don't have it in front of me to read off of. I believe he had like 35 TDs, somewhere between like 32 and 35 TDs and like 12 interceptions, something like that. So pretty good season for Phil. Didn't pass for over 5K or anything. He was in the four range, lower four, somewhere around there. But our captain, Mr. Rivers, you know, did his thing as well. 
Tyrell Williams was a part of that wide receiving core that was also inclusive of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And then you kind of look at this year's roster and there are some similarities. Your top three wide receivers, well, I'm saying top three now because uh, you heard what QJ said in that interview. Apparently, he's under the impression that he's already won a starting role in the wide receiving core as the wide receiver three. Joshua Palmer has not been out there or wasn't out there in many camps, so I don't know. Maybe the coaches did give him a, you know, give him a reason to believe that he was going to be the third option in the wide receiving room. But uh, I believe Josh is probably going to have something to say about that. But nonetheless, uh, that's going to be a very good top four wide receivers to have to be able to utilize. But really what I'm getting at here is the size of the top three wide receivers. When you look at Tyrell Williams, who was 6'4 dude that could run, you've got somebody similar in regard to height and um, athletic abilities. Probably a better athlete than Tyrell was. Maybe sort of kind of Tyrell almost definitely had better long speed so he's a little bit faster than qj but uh qj is probably a bit more quick twitch than uh tyrell was and so you kind of get to deploy those guys in similar fashions uh, still not certain what mike williams's role is going to be in the passing game now um whether or not he's still going to be more of an intermediate um short like slant quick out do where they allow him to try to make something after the catch which is what qj specializes in or if they're gonna you make him more of a deep threat like he used to be back in those days you have the options to do both so i'm not limiting either of them keenan is who keenan is slay is gonna slay and do what he does offensively and kind of maneuver all over the field and uh, be a chain mover but as i was saying similar in the wide receiving core where size is concerned bigger wide receivers one who was more explosive than the other uh two lead guys and that was tyrell another huge component that i i want to speak about is someone that a lot of you guys may have forgotten about and uh you know he was the king around these parts for a little while kind of sort of yeah, I'm making a play off of his last name, but uh, Desmond King. Now, not just for his exploits on the defensive side of the ball, where he had, you know, uh, some really nice pass breakups. Forget how many picks Des had that season. Maybe he had three. So I think I think Derwin had three that season also, and I think he and Des were tied for uh, the most on the team. But you want to know where he was really special? That's a punt returner. He had a punt return for a touchdown that year. It made me think about Mr. Darius Davis. He could have the same effect. And y'all know that that's kind of been my favorite draft pick. Initially, it really wasn't. But the more I dove into it and looked at what he could mean for the offense, where field position and easy points are concerned, uh, he started to grow on me a uh, a bunch. And he became, if not my favorite draft pick, one of the top two, three draft picks. Uh, for what he can contribute to the team and help uh, our King Jay Herbo out with. And so he doesn't really have to shoulder the load of, you know, having to craft these long, drawn-out uh, drives, marching down the field for points, which may or may not result in points or may only result in a field goal, things like that. All of this stuff matters. Field position matters. It's a game of ventures. You've heard it time and time again. If you can get somebody to contribute on special teams in that way, huge help. And Desmond King did that. 
and I'm looking for Darius Davis to be that dude also. Now, it's going to have to come on punt returns, mainly because you, know, you guys are familiar with the new uh, kickoff rule, which is stupid as all hell, uh, where as in they already utilize this in college, you fair catch inside of the 25 and you get the ball at the 25, inside the 20 to the 25, whatever it is, it's dumb. I hate it and it almost negates half of the reason why you drafted the kid in the first place. Um, Darius Davis will contribute on offense in some capacity, uh, probably not a ton, but where he was gonna make his hay was gonna be in the kick and the punt, um, kickoff return and punt return games. So, unless the Chargers just say the hell with and hell with it and go all in on special teams and uh, Ficken just says, hey kid, let it fly. Uh, that phrase is stuck in my head because I watched the bear actually binge the series both seasons. And now the, the phrase, let it fly is stuck in my head. Even if that's, is that the phrase? Was that the thing? Was that what the brother said? Was it let it fly? Homeboy that played the Punisher. Man, look, let me stop giving away stuff for people out there that didn't watch the show because uh, I might've said too much just now. But anyway, back to business. So those are just a few of the things that off of the top of my head from 2018, I hope the Chargers are either looking to somewhat mimic or take advantage of, or really just some of the things that they were able to utilize on that run to that 12 and four record into the playoffs that I think would translate very well over to this season's team, whether it be from the personnel standpoint, which is mostly what it is. And uh, I mean, what that tells you, you know what sitting here rambling and thinking about personnel and, Adrian Phillips just crossed my mind again. I remember the game across the pond, last play against Tennessee, picks the No, let's not do that. Adrian's long gone, it's over now. Uh, time has passed us and I gotta get over it. Much like I had to Joe Reed, which never materialized and I'm still a little bitter about it. See what I'm doing right now? This is what happens when there's no actual football to watch. You get in your head, you start thinking about random things and they just, all come out in word salad nothing makes any sense but that's it it's enough for me um i'm not sure what you guys are going to take away from that it's just me rambling but per usual i appreciate you for joining me and uh you know till the next time you know where you can catch me here with my boys cc gang mr bolt gang of do not bang aka top underscore flyt3 on twitter and um threads too i guess I, I honestly don't know how much I'm going to use threads. I mean, seems cool. I looked at it a time or two, but I got my reasons. But do you, however you get down. But you can definitely catch me on Twitter and also check me out on the Lightning Round podcast as well. So uh, to all of y'all out there, my Bolt fam, uh, my boys, CC Gang, I appreciate y'all. Till the next time, catch y'all later. And uh, okay, love you, bye. All right, reporter Craig with the Daily Bugle coming in, getting the hard facts, putting them <laughs> down on paper. Well done, Craig. Way to make some comparisons to uh, yeah to another successful season that we had. It's so weird the, the, that year that we were twelve and four. It just it doesn't feel like that team was a twelve and four team, and I don't know why. I still remember like going to yeah. that playoff game, being like, "Oh shit, we're not gonna. This is gonna be rough." But some there's some good comparisons. They're a well balanced team, and clearly that's if we can become a well balanced team and have. The top rank defense, top rank offense, you know, at least in the top 10, you're looking at some serious upgrades of what we've done in the last couple.
Yeah, yeah, I like the uh, the idea of the the comparison with the running back situation as far as having a two running back system. You know, if if Kelly or Spiller can step up and and be that number two that can switch in and out from time to time, I think it's going to be great. That does nothing but give everybody else a chance to breathe, to catch their breath, and then get back out there with a fresh set of legs. So, um, really excited for that. And I feel you, Craig. This off season. We've been making a lot of word salads over here ourselves. We've been <laughs> getting them all put together. Uh, sometimes it feels like we're pulling taffy, but hey, we're having fun. No cucumbers. When we're doing it. Yeah, no cucumbers for Kevin. I just learned that. Kevin. Not a cucumber guy. Ish, no think so on the cucumbers. So, uh, Craig, thank you so much for coming on, bud. Always great to hear from you. And, uh, Thanks, man. Looking forward to the next one. That'll be pretty close to training camp. We might have some more in-depth reporting from uh, Mr. Top Flight. Craig. Um, all right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It's Ask Bolt Fam. Still the off season. Let's see what kind of questions we got going on here. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butt. Oh, that's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, your boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam, and we start off with F.N. Dooley, mm. who asked the question. Eck is a seasoned vet. Kellen is the new play caller. Is it business as usual for Eck this year, or do you intentionally start working the offensive game plan around de-emphasizing Eck? Look, I am for doing whatever it takes to win but I don't believe Eck has the value he thinks he does, and I think this will be the year to show it. Next year, there are a ton of free agents in the running back ranks. They think they are being devalued now. Wait till then. Ooh. Whew. Yeah. So there was a recent... He's been on a few <laughs> uh, publications, if you will, saying more stuff that... I would hope, you know, I get what he's saying. I know you need to talk about it, but it's a part of me that just like, the only thing you're going to be associated with this year is these comments you're making right now. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be successful. And the problem is, is like, if you're not at where you were, you know, last year, it's, you're just, <laughs> you're setting yourself up in a bad way. For heartbreak, yeah. I just, I want the best for him. I want him to kick ass this this year, but I just I'm stressed with what he's doing right now a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, I, I get what he's saying. And I would, and I, I support him wanting to get the most value for him, a hundred percent. I mean, the that's the whole reason why I wasn't as upset with him wanting to go out and try to get more money from other teams because it's him. He's not the Chargers. He is Austin Eckler. So he went out, tried to get some more money, didn't happen. Still with the Chargers, and now the Chargers give him that extra little incentive contract where like, okay, we'll give you more money, but you got to do this, 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 and this. And we thought, perfect. Here's an opportunity for Eck. He could get more money. He's still one of the top paid running backs in the league. Everybody's happy. Still not happy. 
still has something to say. He's not upset with it. What it's coming across now is he's not upset with the team. He's upset with the situation. The market. And the yeah. situation is clear, and it's bad for a lot of people. It's bad for totally. guys. You know, like Josh Jacobs didn't sign his franchise tender. Right. You know, so he's not even going to show up to training camp for all you know, all purposes. That's great for us because I hate the Raiders. Right. So yeah. good, good for him. Good job. Hold out. Keep, keep rocking that thing. Keep doing your um, Josh. But it's just, it's a weird year. And I just, I don't, this is the only narrative that's happening right now. Right. Granted, this is all going to get kind of brushed under the rug once football starts, but it's just, it just bums me out a little bit. Well, I, I think also it has to do with it, people are not done asking him those kind of questions. It could be like, Basically, like, that's, I'm good. I'm happy with it. But that's why he's getting brought on these shows. Exactly. They want to talk about this because he's outspoken. Exactly. So, you know, there's not other running backs going on and doing that. And he's very much been more of a social media going on, talking about stuff. He's, like, getting that side of his, you know, company going, which right. is totally great. Yeah. Love it. It's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, I get it. It, it. it doesn't help with the team camaraderie and everything like that because it is so public. This isn't like, yeah, I had a conversation with somebody about it. It's, hey, guess what? We all heard it because it was on a show. It was yeah. on the Rich Eisen show, too, of all shows, which is one of the more popular, sure. if not the most popular, uh, show about sports. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> all that aside, that basically sets up this question as far as uh, the idea about uh, possibly de-emphasizing Eck. Um, I don't think you do that, man. He's still an incredible Swiss Army knife. Mm -hmm. There's not no one really like him, you know, in the league. There's like, you know, the McCaffrey is the closest thing you can say to what Eck is. Is he's as much of a threat out of the backfield as he is running the ball. Um, I want we want him to be successful as shit. Right. That doesn't mean we're not going to be good the next year if he's not there. I think you just spread the time a little bit, a little, just a little more. Like right. he even says he wants guys to step up so he can share time with somebody. Right. Let him do that. You know, let him do that. You get fresh legs. Let's go. I think that's how you how you treat it. But like I said in previous ones, and Kyle gave me a hard time. It's like this is set up to not be great. Like he's already kind of not happy right now. Mm -hmm. And if we get it the way we want it, he's not going to be getting the same amount of touches and carries that he did. Sure. For us, that's a good thing. Right. Cause there's somebody that's, you know, succeeding and accomplishing that backup position or that two, you know, one, a one B or, you know, one, two. So we'll see what happens, but it's definitely going to be an interesting narrative that isn't going to die anytime soon. Right. I don't think the goal is necessarily going to be about intentionally de-emphasizing Eckler. That's not the goal. The goal is to win games. The goal is to go out there and look at, okay, I've got Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Uh, we just signed Quentin Johnston. Um, and you've got uh, Jalen Guyton who can get down the field. you got Darius Davis, who's one of the fastest guys like in the world as far as the <laughs> NFL is concerned. NCAA or NFL. So you've, you got to look at like, okay, this is what I got. Let me build an offensive play call around that. Now, if that happens to de-emphasize Eck, that's, that's just what it is. But that's not the game plan. That's not the goal. And it shouldn't be thought of as that. The goal is we got to win games. So if that's what happens, that's what happens. But And if it happens in the way that uh, Craig talked about as far as like, hey, we got to get more running backs kind of you know, in there. If we can get a two-man system going, that will de-emphasize that, but that's not the goal. The goal is to win games and try to be as productive as possible. And we know that Kellen Moore likes to throw it down the field too, so that's going to have a ding on it as well. Potentially, it all just has to be successful. Well, and and the thing with Ek too is that you need he needs to have an amazing season. 
He needs it because he's. If he wants those incentives, he wants it. Not only that, but he w- wants a new contract. And the incentives right. are nothing to him right now. Right. He's looking at next year when he's going to sign with somebody big. Right. So if he does what he needs to do, he's going to be one of the best running backs in the league, and that's only good for us. All right. All right. I don't know if we answered. We answered the <laughs> shit out of something. Okay. Uh, but thank you for asking it. Let's move it on now to Swipe a Visuals. Ooh, change your name. Who asked the question? Hey, all. It's Swipe a Graphics. I just changed my name to do more stuff. Anyways, I'm about to lose it if Eckler talks about how he's underpaid when he's the fifth highest paid charger pre-Herbert extension. I get he wants to get paid, but this isn't the way, at least in my opinion. Surely he understands that we will be in even more cap hell if he was extended this year, right? I'm hoping this isn't a Melvin Gordon situation, even though it's turning into one low-key. Anywho, fuck the Raiders, both the fuck up, and say love you, bye. <laughs> P.S. I know it's me being a negative Nancy Debbie Downer, but I'm just frustrated. LOL. And I want it over with. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, it's a great point. Swipe of visuals. It's yeah. like, obviously, if there was no cap limit, we'd sign all the big guys that we possibly could, regardless of how much they cost. I think he's more like right now, like I said, he's happy with what the Chargers did. They gave him incentives. They mm-hmm. met him somewhere in the middle. He's just right now. It's more, it's kind of like the union stuff for the WGA right now. He's yeah. like us running backs need to stick together. Right. That's the kind of energy I'm getting. And he's kind of becoming the spokesperson for other running backs. Totally. So it, it's still annoying. Cause I don't like, I want to hear him talk about other stuff. That's yeah, fun team. stuff. At, at some point stuff. he needs to shift into team. Correct. And be less this and be more team. So, yeah. you know, we're not there yet. He's We still got eight days until training camp starts or whatever it is. So eight more days. Do what you got to do, Eck. When you get to camp, hit that gear Dang. and let's become Shift full gears. team. Please. Please and thank you. Um, all right. Swipe of visuals. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to uh, sensitive stock 2766. Certified breath. Who asked the question? What changes have you noticed in the training staff procedures thus far? Or is it too early to tell? I think it's, as far as us, we don't have any real insight into what the training staff and all right. that, all those guys are doing. Um, clearly, we have a new a new team. So we'll find out pretty quick with right. what, what they've implemented. But we're never going to know like how the ins and outs of that works or what's different from the last one. Right. I just hope it's better. I just wanted to yeah. more clear communication with the coach. We know when guys are hurt. Let's not wait till the last week of training camp to fix an ankle. You know, like let's let's be let's be smart. There's got to be. I was thinking there's got to be some kind of like scan that can like scan like all your like nerves and like test every ligament. Like let's just see where everyone's at. You know, and then you just take it easy on that right knee today, okay? You get that weird, creepy scan. So uh, we're in the future, man. So Come a on. diagnostics, basically. Full di- like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to run a full diagnostics computer style on these players. Um, yeah, we can't really speak to what their the training staff has been doing, but I do remember. Uh, was it uh, was it Staley that said that they were going to be doing more gassers when they were doing yeah. that the OTAs? Yeah, so cardio, that, just cardio, being just cardio. So. We know at least that much that cardio is definitely a, a, a focus point as far as trying to get better and not get 
tired. Well, when you get tired, you get hurt, man. When, right. when you're not all together and something starts to give out, then you hurt something else. So right. let's stay in shape. Get in shape. Yeah. Not me. I, I don't plan on getting fully in shape. I'm me the, team. <laughs> the team. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Sensitive stock, 2766. Thank and welcome. You. Welcome. And welcome. Thank you for asking the question. All right. Let's move it on to the next one. Bet Bolt, who asked the question. Okay, my friends. Time for a difficult question in these dog days of summer. Let me start by saying I love Derwin. However, could a case be made that the boys play better from defense when he's not out there? Take the Miami game, for example. Great team win by controlling the hottest offense in the league. Derwin didn't play. My thought is everyone focuses on their role more knowing he's not flying around to be the rescue safety. He is the most talented safety in the league. He can do it all. Do you think we would be better and more consistent if he played more within the scheme? Please discuss. Big year coming. As always, FTR, FTC, and FTB. Okay, love you, boy. That went off the rails so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, I got to lock so in Sean. Sorry. Hey. You did. I do love the last crusade, though. We just watched that. We did. We've been on the Indian. So it's fresh in my head. It's not like I don't know what he sounds like, but just can't call him up. Um, So I can see the correlation between that one game and Derwin not being on the field. But Derwin James is Derwin James. Mm. Like, I just I don't know why. Maybe there's some breakdowns. I don't think it has anything to do with the players being like, oh, he's out there. Oh, Derwin's here. I'm good. (laughs) I can go 50 (laughs) percent. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I think we're going to be a better team if we can get him in the mix more in the box and rushing, like getting up and rushing the passer as well. Right. Like and not having to be 15 yards all the way back, just kind of waiting, hawking. You know what right. I mean? So I don't think that that's the case. I think they just need to maximize their the secondary and how they're going to play. Right. Because they were, even at the beginning of the season, they were still kind of not sure what was going to go on with JC and Davis, you know, not really fully getting it the previous year and then stepping up and then getting better this year, like considerably better this last year. Right. So I think there's a little bit more to that, but I think we are a considerably better team when Derwin's on the field. 100%. Yeah, Derwin has to be out there. This isn't a thing of like, well, Derwin shouldn't play because we played well when he wasn't out there. Like that doesn't necessarily correlate. I think it is more about like these guys got to execute that whatever the game plan is, you got to stick with it. You got to execute and you got to make sure that it happens. So I don't know what to attribute that to the previous games when it seemed like defense was struggling. I know injuries were a thing, but I, I can't speak to what exactly it was, but Derwin has to be out there. I mean, he's, he is the top safety in the league as far as I'm concerned. And, makes everybody better by being out there so um yeah i get the idea but uh but he's got to be there (laughs) (laughs) he's gotta he's they all have to play within the scheme and derwin is the what do they call him the star is he the star player the nickel or what is is the the money money that's the one so he's he's the money player so he's got to be out there and when he is We've seen how effective he can be when he is healthy. I mean, he's getting interceptions. He's getting sacks. He's getting fumble recoveries. Like, he's doing everything. It's got to be there. So, I'm with you. Bet Bolt, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Zachary Shelton. Zach. Who asked the question. So, you guys might hate this question, but I kind of want to ask you. So, out of our three AFC West opponents, are there any players that you enjoy watching when they are not playing us? 
I'm not saying about rooting for them, because we all know we would not root for them. But are there any that you don't mind watching? For me, I enjoy and can recognize how talented both Mahomes and Kelsey are for Kansas City, and they are fun to watch. I feel those two would be cool guys if you met them in real life. I'm petty. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I have no interest in watching any, unless they're on my fantasy team. I think that's it's a year-to-year thing, because right. if they're on my fantasy team, I, I have a, a ve- slightly vested interest. But I'm that kind of guy that if they're on my fantasy team and they're playing my team, yeah. they're on the bench. Even if like people look at like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is this is how I opt. Right. Yeah, I can't. I, I can respect that these guys have talent, but I can't be like, I need to watch them because it's fun. Like this, I'm not a f- necessarily a football fan. I'm a Charger fan. That's that's what I am a fan of. I'm a fan of the team. So you don't catch me watching games of other teams let alone other afc west teams unless we're playing we're getting or getting ready to play them exactly so um if anything i i get happy when they do poorly in fact i wish all of their teams were full of poor players that just (laughs) sucked ass so um so i can't say that i do zachary and i don't think kevin does either but uh, hey, you do you, my There's friend. There's some talented. I like to used to watch like Brett Favre was fun to watch because sure. he was just crazy and dude did crazy stuff. I yeah. like Jared Allen, the Vikings, that crazy oh, guy. That yeah, he was fun. Like there were guys in the past. There's no one currently in the NFL that I'm like, God, I want to watch them play. Yeah. Um, and I blame this podcast and being too hardcore of a Charger. <laughs> yeah, really. The only time I ever watch a game that has like of another team is like you said if it's on my fantasy football team like if i've got somebody i'm like no let me see how they do or like old school like emmett smith or like like those guys yeah. like back in the day though but that's that's easy because it's removed they're not competing against your guys now right so i would say there's no current player that i'm like yeah i want to tune in to see how they're going to do exactly um so yeah all right zachary thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to a theer kadir who asked the question Dog, my dear love, <laughs> so happy for the show, baby. I have a question. Everyone answers, all right? What's most likely to happen? A defense and offense finishes top five, or Herbert becomes eighth quarterback to win MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same season. I'm taking Herbert, baby. Let's ride, baby. Both Super Bowl 57 chips. Baby! All Ooh, right. Bringing that energy. Yeah. I love that, Athir. These are two great problems to have. So I think most <laughs> most likely is top five on both. Yeah. Because um, getting an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP, like, it's just harder. I'd say that's harder. Yeah, it's harder, but. Oh, what, anybody, do I, what do I want? But I'm that's just, a different question than what I think is more likely. Sure. Um, but if it were to happen to a Charger. It would have to be Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah. You would be the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. So I'm kind of with Athir. What's most likely to happen? Top five. I'm with Athir. You know what? MVP and Super Bowl MVP. I'm calling it. I love it. I'll, 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 I'll go most. I That's what I want to happen. The most likely is we'll be top five. I'm pushing my chips in. MVP and Super Bowl MVP. I'm Let's with go. you, Athir. Great question. Thank you for asking it, bud. Let's move it on now to XX Cavon. All right. Who asked the question? Hey, it's me. Okay, to the question. What was the moment that surprised you the most as a Charger fan? Most surprising moment? It was the Khalil Mack 
getting Khalil Mack. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. Because like that that just came out of absolute nowhere. No one had that happening. No one saw that coming. Mm-hmm. That was not even a realistic thing, and it happened. Mm-hmm. And in a day that like there was nothing going on, and this came out of nowhere. Right. That was the most shocked I've been in a long time as a Charger fan. Mm-hmm. Is there stuff of like getting to the Super Bowl? Of course, I remember that. Right, you know that kind of stuff. But I think in our current state, it was the Khalil Mack signing. Like, whoa, yeah, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, man. Um, I'm gonna say that for as long as I think we've been doing this podcast. We've had two games where it came down to basically going for two, where if you if you kicked a field goal, you would have tied the game and go into overtime. But if you go for two, you win it all. And I think we've done both of them. Right? That's what I'm saying. So we've had two times now that we've gone for two, and both times, again, just in the time that we've been doing this podcast, so the past three, four years. Four years, Staley and Lynn. Yeah, that we've gone for it. And gotten it. We've not had a situation in that time where we've gone for two and went, shoot, missed it. Yeah. So I think those were two times that I was like, my hair was blown back. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. Not only did we go for it, we freaking got it. Yeah. So that, that was fun. Those were those were pretty surprising moments. But uh let us know what yours was. XX come on. I yes, would love sir. to hear that. And if anybody else, what is your most surprising moment? Uh, as a Charger fan, I want to see it down in the comments. Uh, XX Kevon, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Mickey Coates. Mickey! Who asked the question. Since you started using the Mickey Mouse voice for my questions, we can't turn back now. <laughs> Super excited for training camp to start in a little over a week. I'm really looking forward to see how Q shakes out this in this intense Chargers offense. Now for my question for all of you. Oh, boy. (laughs) What is your favorite movie of all time? Now, recast the main cast with only Chargers players in the current roster. Thank you guys for being so hilarious. And I can't wait to get through a full season listening to you all. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mickey, you're the man. All right. So favorite movie. <sighs> Wild. And then recast it with Charger This is player. the hardest setup because I have it's so hard to say I have one favorite no, movie. No, yeah, no, there's too many favorite movies to pick from. Um Jaws. It's up there. I won't say it's favorite though. Right, well, let's <laughs> This is gonna try to help another you podcast. Out, Cause at least with Jaws, it's a nice Small little cast, so I can be like, all right, there's three guys. Let, I pick. Okay, I'm gonna go. It, it, it's not my favorite, but I've loved I, this, I love this movie so goddamn much. Yeah. So goddamn much. Yeah. Is Back to the Future. Okay. So we're gonna go with for Marty McFly, we gotta go Justin. Sure. Because he's the man. Of course. The, ever, the universe is the man, the myth, the legend. Justin Herbert. Yeah. I think Justin Herbert's dad is Max Duggan. Because I think Max Duggan, okay. is, his dad's younger than him when he goes back in time. Okay. So that works. So Max, Duggan, the logic, Max yeah. Duggan's his dad. Um, his mom. <laughs> I picked a terrible movie for this. Uh, his mom. <laughs> Staley. Okay. Let's go Staley for his mom. <laughs> um, uh, Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. <laughs> Doc Brown. 
Who's Biff? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely Joey Bosa. <laughs> Won't you make like a submarine and get, get the out of here? Like you're like a screen door in a submarine. Won't you make like a tree and get the hell out of here? Make like a make a tree and leave, you idiot. Sorry, leave. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I'll go with Jaws since it's all dudes. <laughs> it makes yeah. it a lot easier. I made it real hard on myself. Sorry, <laughs> trying to Stanley. help you out. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's see. So we've got uh, Brody. Chief Brody. I'm going to say Chief Brody is Kellen Moore. Okay. New guy in town, doesn't like the water. Yeah. You know. I'm going to say Quint is Staley. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm going to say Hooper is... No, Hooper is Kellen Moore. Okay. Uh, Chief Brody is Herbert. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much everybody in the movie. And <laughs> who's the shark? Joe Lombardi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Who's, well, the, who's, was... who's the Kittner boy? Uh, oh, who? Uh... <laughs> Wait, no, there's a good one here. Hang on. Uh, the Kittner boy. <laughs> uh, Kyle Van Noy. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> we lost him. Oh, he's out to sea. They killed my boy. They massacred my boy. Um, also a great movie. Yes. All right. Well, there you go, Mickey Coates. Thank you You're for the asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daryl. Daryl. Who asked the question? <laughs> Oh, 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 sorry, guys. I dozed off. Oh, damn crickets. Hoo-ha. I feel like Tony Stark at the end of Iron Man 3. I've got nothing. <laughs> oh, snap. I got something. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm going to have a job. This pick surfaced of our boys in a gray uni. Interesting. Not going to happen. But damn, check out the old school bolts over the shoulders. Is it just me, or would you guys shant your pants, too, if these made it back? Hoo-ha! Can't love you, bye. The thing is, we have the best colors in all of football, so you can really, the combinations oh, yeah. are limitless. Yes. Really? <laughs> I would love this. This would be cool. I would also love all the other options everyone's been making swaps of. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm, I'm a fan. So, yeah, this would be pretty badass. I do like the old school bolts that go the full length of the shoulder. Right. Pretty badass. Yeah, this is uh this was one that was done by Charger Swap. If you guys aren't following them on definitely Twitter, definitely follow them. Definitely follow them. They do a lot of great work and they put a a concept together of a, a gray uni. Gold numbers. And gold numbers definitely makes it pop, but there's gotta be some blue in there somewhere. Yeah, the, give me navy, give me powder, give me something. Powder blue sleeves and gloves and socks, maybe. Yeah. Like there's the, the, not having powder blue doesn't feel like our team. Or navy blue. Just some some kind of blue needs to be on there. We need some blue. So, yeah, I yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. Ain't not gonna happen, pal. But uh, hey, I love the I love the concept. Yeah. I mean, I love that people are kind of playing around with it just because we're so deep in the off season right now. We're just like, what would happen if we had different color uniforms? <laughs> <laughs> so, Daryl Twenty One, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to OK Television Seven Zero One Five, certified fresh. Who asked the question? If an expansion team group wanted to buy the Chargers branding from the Spanoses, 
and bring the Chargers back to San Diego. New team, new owners. Would you be remain an LA blank fan or be a San Diego Chargers fan? You made quite the question because there's a lot of variables in here that I don't necessarily like. Um, <laughs> but so they would re get basically get the name and just take leave all the players in LA and take the name and the team Wanted back to by the Charger branding, just the branding back to San Diego and start a new team with new players. Correct. That's what. That's what we've asking. been asked this question. This before, is a trickier way to and ask I this hate question. It. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I hated it before and I hate it now. This is the trickiest way to do it. Um, the, the thing is, dude, it comes down. It really comes down to players at a certain point, really. Mm -hmm. And like deciding you're not going to root for Justin Herbert or Derwin James anymore right. because they're wearing a different emblem. Like, I, I don't like this question. No, and there's no way in the world it would ever happen. You know, it, it just wouldn't. It wouldn't if they happen. moved the team, it'd be the team moving Correct. back. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I do. I, hey, I grew up in San Diego. I have ties to San Diego. I love San Diego. Right. But I don't need them to be the San Diego Chargers to love the Chargers. That's And I got a lot of shit for that when they first moved to LA. I'm like, okay, it's a, you know, cheaper flight for me to get to LAX. Like, right. that's how I looked at it. Right. Um. And that's because I've been gone from, I haven't lived in San Diego since I was 18, which is, I've been gone longer than I've been right. there. So, um, yeah, it's tricky for me. Yeah. I mean, the allegiance is to the team. And if for some reason the branding went to San Diego, went back to San Diego, um, I could still, I'd probably still be a fan of both, honestly, because yeah. it's a. They're not both going to be in the same division. Not going to be in the same division. Probably not both going to be in the AFC either. Yeah, you could do both. So if anything, it's like, all right, now I got an NFC team or something like that. Like, go. yeah, and don't freaking come back and be like, now they're AFC West opponents <laughs> and you got a freaking big one. Just, just stop. All right. <laughs> uh, right now, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so invested in Justin Herbert and this team. I'm basically, that's, right. that's my team. They right could rebrand to the LA Herberts and we'd be, sure. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Television 7015. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome. And welcome. Yes. For asking the question. Let's move it on now to Devin by early. Who asked the question? Oh, yeah. I can't wait for training camp to come back. I need it back like yesterday. Okay. To the question. Who do you want to win the wide receiver five battle and why? I really love Guyton. But Pokey Wilson and Darius Davis are really putting up fights. Looking forward to your thoughts. They are greatly appreciated. And FTR, can't love you, bye! This is tough because we just drafted Darius Davis. So I think you're pretty much, he's going to be that no matter what. The question is going to be wide receiver six. I think that's the, que <laughs> I think that's the question. Because Palmer isn't going anywhere. You have your top three, Palmer. Um, and then Darius Davis is... Not going anywhere. You got your top three. You got Palmer. Then you got Davis. Davis isn't going anywhere, but I. But he's on the team for special teams. Correct. And you're not going to carry just a special teams guy. He's going to be you a might. wide receiver five. He's <laughs> just not going to happen. If everybody stays healthy, it's, you might. <laughs> it, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. I hope they, they carry six. I don't know if they will, right. but I want it to be Jalen Guyton because I don't know if you watched all those highlights recently, but he caught a lot of those badass passes. I, yeah, I want it to be Jalen Guyton too. I mean, I, I like Darius Davis a lot 
and Pokey Wilson has certainly made some great catches during training camp, but Jalen Guyton's been in the league for how long now? Three yeah, he's seasons, been with Justin since his first year. So yeah. they, they were they've been together the whole time. So familiarity. He's delivered on the field when he's been healthy. Exactly. Um, but and that's what you want. If he's the wider he's our wide receiver six, Brad. That's a great wide receiver. Who, Darius? Six. No, no. Or Darius Jaylen? is five. It's done. Why can't Darius be six? I because there's no guarantee the six is gonna be on the starting fifty three. Like he's gonna be dressing for the game. Yeah. Like I don't think that's the case. Darius, so you think Darius is over Jalen Guyton? I 100 right now because he's our he's our special teams. He's our returner. So I think you're talking about six, not five. Mm. Mm. That's just the way it is. Do, 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 do. I respectfully disagree, but hey, I'm not on the Chargers organization. What do I know? True. I don't play Same. football. What do I know? Sam. All right, Devin Byerly, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Ed Boyum. Who asked the question? Pick one NFC team to miss the playoffs for 20 years and one NFC team to start a dynasty, minimum three Super Bowls. Explain your reasoning and prepare for the pitchforks. This is such an easy answer for me. That's stupid easy. The The new dynasty would be the Packers just because my wife's a Packer fan. Like, like that, I don't like You just droop your head like my wife. Yeah, there's a moment. I had a moment. She loves me. She loves my kids who are Charger fans, but she's a Packer fan. She grew up her her, you know, grandparents were Packer fans. Her parents are Packer fans. She's a Packer fan. So okay. that's an easy one for there. In terms of who doesn't make it for forever, let's just say the 49ers because they beat us in the Super Bowl in '94. <laughs> I'll never forget. So, Boy, if you didn't think Kevin was petty before. <laughs> screw you, Niners. There it is. There you go, Packers. That's funny. Um, I can support the Packers be, being a dynasty team. I would also support like any NFC team that has never won a Super Bowl, you know, because I know what that feels like. So I would be supportive of that NFC team doing that. Yeah. And as far as one... Uh, to miss the playoffs for 20 years. Um, 49ers. I could say the 49ers. I wouldn't hate it if it was the 49ers. Cowboys would be I cool. would say the Cowboys, honestly. Cowboys or 49ers. Yeah. I say 49ers just because they beat us in the Super Bowl, right. but Cowboys would be rad too because the amount of, yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Just because then it would also kind of support that narrative that, oh, Kellen Moore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was the what last thing you team. ever did, yeah. the last good thing you ever had. <laughs> and you let him go. Um, all right. There you go. I don't think we got any pitchforks no, coming our way. Fair enough. Ed Boyum. Good question. Great forward. question. Thank you for asking it. Let's move it on now to Rebolted 2006. Who asked the question? With training camp vastly approaching, I thought we'd all bow our heads and say a quick prayer. Dear rookie of the year, Justin Herbert, or as our brothers in the South call you, Justin, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of an offense you provide to Mike, Will, Austin Eck, and the always delicious K.A. Slayer. I just want to take time to say thank you for providing endless content for our three beautiful, handsome hosts, the Duggins and Adam, or Wooldog as we call them. And of course, our red-hot smoking brisket frauds who are stone-cold lightning rods, who if you would rate their Topo Chico bottle blowing ability on 100, it would easily be a 94. <laughs> Dear Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert, we also thank you for delivering us 
from another year of Lombardi. We hope that you can use your rookie of the year powers to heal this offense. Last year smelled <laughs> terrible, and the analyst buzzards are always bothering with it. Dear first start, 236-pound, four-ounce inexperienced Justin. Don't even know the whole playbook yet. Oh, so quiet and mysterious with your hair so wavy, but still dangerously powerful. We just thank you for all the rookie records you broke with passing touchdowns and completions. We love that end zone. Also, due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates we mention Subway at each grace, I just want to say that Subway is delicious, and we can't wait to stick Justin's foot-long meatball sub into our mouths to quench the raging hunger we all feel inside for him and this team. Uh, we look forward to Subway's release of misted, customizable, and signature sandwiches wrapped in salads to every Chargers fan on game day. Thank you all for your on power and overall talent, dear rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. Amen. amen. Question. I like to picture my Justin Herbert as Thor whenever he walks onto the field with flashes of lightning, followed by rumbling sounds of thunder, dissecting the looming atmosphere of the stadium, and I'm in the front row shirtless and squeezing my golden powder blue nipples. <laughs> Anywho, who do you guys like picturing your Justin Herbert as? Can't wait to give you some real questions in a few weeks, LOL. My only take is that we won't see a free agent brought in unless JT or Spiller underperforms so we can cool it with the JJ3 or another running back being brought in rumor. You agree? Also, huzzah for Josh Jacobs probably staging a holdout after today. FTR, can't love you, bye. Dear six-pound, <laughs> eight-ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> Uh, that was a good one, dude. Well done. Well done. Golf clap. That's a golf clap. Golf clap. All right. So, how do you picture Justin Herbert? Are you squeezing your <laughs> yeah, powder blue nipples? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turkey's done, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to touch him, man. Turkey's done. <laughs> so, uh, what do you what do you picture? Why do I picture him? So he pictures him as Thor. Yeah. What do you picture him as? perfection i don't know what is perfection i think i know what you picture him as tell me i think you picture him as uh sway's dog from uh point Rick. blank or Bode? point break yeah Bodie. <laughs> yeah i think that's how you picture Bode safa him. yeah i mean that's it like surfer cool under pressure and but go, he's gonna get he's go gonna get, get me some, that money he's gonna go get go that. bring me that money he's go gonna go rob get that, that ring. bank <laughs> go rob me that bank and bring me that ring yeah yeah deal thanks for Swooping in and saving my... That's what I'm here for. Dumbass. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I picture him not as like a specific person or character, but like he's like the big brother that you don't mess with the little brother kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like takes quietly. He's, quite, he's the guy that quietly takes care of business. Not He's not loud. He's not... Making a scene or taking you out. He waits till you, you're done picking on his brother. You right. get off the bus and he kicks the shit out of you right. behind the bus when no one can see. Yeah, no, he'll find you in the parking lot no, afterwards up, and yeah. get shit done. Yeah, get shit done. So Quietly. Quietly. <laughs> For his team. Crush you with some shopping carts <laughs> left in the middle of a parking exactly. lot. That's a way to go out. Yeah, that's that's how I picture it. Hell yeah, I like that. All right. Rebolted 2006. Well done. Great script. Proud of you. Golf Thank club. you. For asking the question. Let's move it on now to Pink Unicorn. Oh, shit. Who asked the question? 
What's up, my beautiful Bolt Fam bitches? Last year, about this time, I asked you guys what it would take for Trey Pipkins to get a new contract. A year ago, none of us could see a future with Pipkins on the team. What a difference a year makes. He was, without a doubt, one of the most important signings this offseason. So, now, same question, different player. <laughs> what would it take for Kenneth Murray to earn a new contract? Can love you. Bye, P.S. F*** Cam Hayward. Uh, yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I, I this is an unpopular opinion. I am still not 100% sold on Trey Pipkins. Mm. I'm not. Shocker. <laughs> I'm not. I want him I want him to be successful this year more than anything in the world, but there were still things that he did last season that were like what is going on? Mm-hmm. He had moments. I guess all, a lot of offensive linemen have moments like that. Just of course. I want him to be incredibly successful. So Of course. Yeah, I'll just leave that there. But <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Murray. I'm I'm a little concerned about Kenneth Murray because being the first round pick Mm-hmm. Being the first round pick, not getting the franchise, you know, the fifth year option. What is that? What kind of season does he have to have to overcome both of those? Yeah, I think that's the big thing that if the if we were talking about this prior to finding out that they weren't going to pick up his fifth year option, that would be a different kind of discussion. But because we all know now, we found out during the draft that they were not going to be picking up his fifth year option, which basically says we're not resigning you. So what would he have to do? I mean, he'd have to be like the, the defensive MVP, like but then, defensive player of the year. But then the question is, can you afford him after you pay Justin? No. That's the thing is I don't know if there's yeah. a lot of room for for that. I really don't. Yeah. I want him to have an amazing year. I just don't know what he would have to do. It would have to be have an amazing year, prove to the coaches that he's awesome, and then not want a whole bunch of money on his next contract. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those you can't have both kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not an accountant. I don't know how that all works. But <sighs> seems like it's the the chips are stacked against him a little bit. They really are. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because even if he doesn't do well this year, I mean, the Chargers aren't going to want to resign him if he doesn't do well this year. Yeah. Even if he did great this year, I mean, you could make the argument like, okay, well, it took you three almost four years to make this finally happen. So we'll sign you a new contract, but it's going to be a little itty bitty baby one. Like, no, I just don't. That was like the last of like the defensive players drafted before Staley got there. Since then he's drafted all the defensive players he wants. That was the last of the Lynn drafts when it came to defensive guys. Right. And does he fit what he wants to do? I think Dayon Henley is closer to what he wants and probably took a shot at him in the third round. I think that's basically that pick in the third round is setting him up to replace K9. I want K9 to go out of his freaking mind and make a boatload of money next year. I just don't know if the Chargers are going to be able to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, would love to see him ball out this year and, you know, fourth year's a charm. Just don't go to the AFC West, wherever you go. Just <laughs> yeah. freaking. Well, what is the Super Bowl? And then we can worry about that later. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of seeing <laughs> players going. Tillery yeah. belongs, belongs as a Raider. Yes. Just I can agree with that. <laughs> happy he's there. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Pink unicorn. Thank you for asking the we question. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Big Dicker Energy. Oh. Who asked the question? 
Dear Charger Chat, I have three gifts. One is Justin Herbert's hairbrush. Two is Philip Rivers' bolo tie. And three is Deion Henley's leather suit he wore on draft day. Out of the three of you, who would take which gift? K loves you, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that K love you, bye was so endearing. K loves you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so endearing. Um, all right. Well, three wonderful gifts. Three. Uh, and Kyle's not here to pick, so he gets what's left over. He gets what's left over. <laughs> so the hairbrush, Rochambe- of- Rochambeau for first pick. Ready? Well, do Rock- you want one over the other? Yes. Rock paper scissors. Okay. Rock one. paper scissors. Shoot. You got it. I will take Philip Rivers bolo tie. I would have wanted that. Brush would be cool. That's like teeters on like wow, Kevin, you've really gone to fucking creepy land. But it's a gift. I didn't steal it. But it's a used <laughs> hairbrush. Like, I know that I now have his DNA and I can replicate my own Justin Herbert. I get that. Cool idea. But it's also extra creepy and I want to meet him one day and I would feel weird if I owned his hairbrush. I'm hoping it's signed. <laughs> signed hairbrush? Just so that I can be like, I didn't steal this. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, look, he signed sure. it. Be like, yeah, no, all right. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I held him at gunpoint in his bathroom and made him right. sign this over to me. No, I pulled it out of his trash when he wasn't looking. No. Um, I'm going bolo tie because I can wear that the bolo tie every is, day. I think that's the top tier gift. Yeah, I got right a bolo there. tie. And like this leather, the snakeskin boots hmm. from that Monday Night Football game. Oh, yeah. That'd have been rad. Um, I will, I will gladly take the hairbrush because I don't know what I would do with Dan Henley's leather suit. I think <laughs> Kyle's going to look great. I was going to say it might at least fit Kyle. So <laughs> God, could you imagine Kyle in an all leather? I can't, but I want, to. I do. I want to see that. We got to make that happen. Patreon. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Big Dicker Energy. Thank <laughs> you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking questions in Ask Bolt Fam. Uh, you make these episodes what they are, and we really appreciate it. Uh, again, we're back to our regularly scheduled program. If Kyle can get on the freaking ball and, like, <laughs> you know, maybe show up for one of these. <laughs> I think we'll get him back hardcore week next week on. Good. We better. <laughs> or I'm or getting I'm gonna, my pitch Or I'm going to call my dad and my mom <laughs> yeah. and tell on him. Yeah, you should tell on him. <laughs> dad, <laughs> Kyle's not showing up to the podcast. <laughs> All, right. All right. Love you, Kyle. Love you, Kyle. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us here at Chart Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <sighs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Are you trying to stop using inappropriate and explicit language? Tired of other programs that promise to give you creative fillers but don't stick like the bad ones do? Well, don't worry. With Philip Rivers' Dadgummit's online course, there's a golly and a dang it for that. Enroll now, and you can learn new ways of letting out your feelings in a way that's suitable for all ages. Go from this. Son of a bitch! That dude aggravates the living shit out of me! To this. Golly it! that dude aggravates the stew out of me. This course really works, but don't take our word for it. 
I used to swear every day at work and talk very explicitly to my coworkers and was on the verge of being fired. Thanks to Philip Rivers' Gummit's online course, I was able to turn my language around and still say what was on my mind without the fear of termination. And it even works at home in front of my kids and wife. My kids even say crap, dang it, and golly all the time. Thanks, Phil. Be sure to act now, and you'll also get a free week subscription to Philip Rivers' PG Trash Talking Sessions, where you'll learn how to build upon those words and speak minutes worth of talking material suitable for any group of people you interact with. Philip Rivers' Dagobit's online course is not responsible for any bodily injury that may occur and does not guarantee to save your marriage or job with cleaner language. Philip Rivers' Dagobit's online course. There's a golly and a dang it for that. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.